has given you a wonderful personality, but it's been damaged by sin, stress, and pain. We all have unhealthy and unloving coping mechanisms built into our personality that we need to overcome. Let's talk about how Jesus wants to help you repair your personality and grow in God's grace. We'll draw on the ancient wisdom of the Enneagram, filtered by a biblical understanding. Hey friends, we have a special treat for you on Soul Talks today. Christy and I are talking with our daughter Brianna about the Enneagram and how it has helped her as a peacemaker, number nine on the Enneagram. And we know we've got a lot of you peacemakers out there in the Soul Shepherding community because we talk to you all the time. Welcome. We love having you part of Soul Shepherding. We're inviting you to join us around our kitchen table today, Bill and Brianna and I have had many great soul talks about the Enneagram, and so we're grateful to have you joining us. Uh, and Brianna, we're so grateful for you to take courage to join us on Soul Talks today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. Good. Well, Brianna, tell our listeners a little bit about you because they don't necessarily know much about you. Yeah, well, I'm Brianna. I'm Bill and Christie's youngest daughter. I'm 23. I graduated from Westmont College uh, about a year and a half ago now. So I work at a Christian counseling center. I'm the office administrator there, and that's been fun to kind of continue in my parents' world of therapy and um, get to participate in that with other people. I also serve in the youth group at my church as a leader there, and that's been a really fun ministry for me to get to be a part of as well. Well, Brianna, when Dad and I first started talking about the Neogram about 10 years ago, you, you were the first to just be hearing us in bits and pieces <laughs> talking about it, reading about it, having conversations, overhearing those. And then at some point you decided, well, I'm interested in this. <laughs> Tell us more. Yeah, well, um, I like to be included in things, and um, I often find um, I feel uncomfortable or sad when I'm left out of things, and so... Um, as my parents were talking about the Enneagram kind of years ago, early on, um, I felt like it was beyond my ability to understand, and um, I was frustrated with that, and I wanted to be able to participate in conversations at dinner with the family, and being the youngest in the family, that's usually how it goes, is I'm, I'm trying to draw everybody out and find a way to join the conversation, um, and so that was what kind of piqued my start with Enneagram, was from you guys, and um, I did what you're not supposed to do, and I asked you, well, what am I? <laughs> and you guys told me, well, we think you're a nine, and I was, well, what's the nine? And um, as I heard about that, I got, I was like, oh, I hate this. this I don't want to be this type. This is the worst of all the types. And um, I just felt totally exposed, and it was all the things that I didn't want to believe were true about me. Yeah. Um, and... I think because of that, then I, I didn't really know what to do with Enneagram, and I, it felt so complicated. It felt like there was a lot to learn, um, and so I just kind of slowly started to learn it through conversations with you guys, and you guys made it a lot more easier for me to understand, um, and then kind of as I've gotten older and journeyed with it more, I've done more reading on it and had more conversations with friends and other people, and that's really helped me kind of understand it better, and it's actually made a really big difference for me 
um, in my own personal development and self-awareness. You really articulated well, Brianna, the way I think we all feel <laughs> when we start into the Enneagram. Exposed, mm-hmm. don't like, you know, horrified to think, oh no, is this, you know, is this true about me? I don't want it to be and utterly overwhelmed to try to think about understanding yeah. it. And, you know, I mean, Bill, you and I have been working with Enneagram now for over a decade and we're still learning. Yeah, it's very rich and deep and Actually, I love that about the Enneagram. There's just so much potential for more understanding about yourself, your loved ones, your relationships, how you relate, how you pray, how you work. And uh, so it's something that can help you with a little bit of knowledge, and then it can help you more and more the, the more you learn. So, yeah, you listening and you're getting an idea. What, what's it like in the Galtier home around the dinner table? <laughs> what's it like for the kids having parents who are both therapists? <laughs> well, we talk about personality sometimes. <laughs> Always talking about the Enneagram or emotions or something related to that. <laughs> yeah, but Brianna, you didn't just like roll your eyes and disconnect. How come? Well, I want to participate and be a part of the family and engage in things that everyone else is engaging in. And um, it's sad to be the only one excluded from a conversation. And I want to understand. So as part of that, you have to ask questions and um, participate a little bit more than sometimes you want to, or I don't know. Yeah, but this has become uh, more than just being a part of family conversations for you. Yes. Well, it started as that, but yeah, it's kind of, I've discovered the wealth and um, beauty in the Enneagram and what a gift that is to kind of hold and kind of walk with that. It's been um, really helpful for me in my relationship with God, in my relationship with myself, in my relationship with others. So um, I think once you get into it, you see that there's so much goodness and richness there, and it really does make a difference. Would you be willing to share a little bit more about how it's been helpful to you in relationship with God and others? Yeah, um, probably with my relationship to myself. Um, it's just helped me understand why I am the way I am and um, helped me understand where some of my feelings about life and people come from. Um, because I think before I just, I was more prone to just not be aware. Um, so that's made a big difference for me just to understand uh, my patterns of thought, my patterns of feeling and behavior, um, why I do the things I do and what, what kinds of things can free me from that. Um, yeah, so talk with us more, Brianna, about uh, self-awareness, because that's huge for you as a peacemaker mm-hmm. type, and really for all the nine types, right? The Enneagram is all about helping us be more aware of ourself and other people and God. Yeah, well, I mean, I've learned that I tend to forget myself, um, and so it's actually showed me that I have a self, because <laughs> um, nines tend to do that. We tend to Um, think we don't matter. We're not important. We don't pay attention to ourselves. We can think and feel from everyone else's perspective except for our own. Um, So that's been probably the most significant piece of that is it's helped me recognize and see why I do have opinions and thoughts and feelings about things. And um, it's important and okay for me to voice that to myself and to others. Um, So that's probably been a significant one with that. But um, in smaller areas too, just to kind of recognize and come to terms with the fact that maybe I do have some anger, <laughs> which nines tend to not feel that way and not think that they have any anger, um, or just to see uh, my patterns of stress or growth and kind of understand and recognize people that might draw that out in me in healthy ways or unhealthy ways or situations that might contribute to that. Um, so I just think it's given me greater awareness to feel um, 
like I have a friend on the journey with me and like I can know what to expect and be prepared and I have a tool to help me with it. Yeah. So one of the things you're illustrating is that as a peacemaker nine, you will tend to merge with other people and really tune into them, what they feel, what they want, their personalities, and sort of reflect that back and and join with that. And on the one side, that's like just this great gift of love that you bring to people, whether it's your friends or people you're working with, to our family. And yet on the other side, what you're saying is that you can lose yourself Mm -hmm. and you lose touch with, well, what do I feel? What do I need? Yeah. And a big part of that comes from nines have a fear of losing connection with others. Mm -hmm. And so they negate themselves and they negate anything that could potentially stir up conflict because they want to be connected to other people. But then the loss in that is that they're not connected with themselves. And Mm -hmm. so then it's hard for other people to find them. Um, So that's been a a big kind of piece of my life and something that I've worked to try to be better at. But it's hard. (laughs) And Brianna, how has having a map that the Enneagram gives you showing you where nines go in growth and in health, how has that helped you? Uh, It's made a big difference for me. Um, It's helped me see, well, Probably we should start with nines grow and integrate at the three, uh, which would be the achiever, performer. Um, So threes are great leaders and they're really good at um, letting themselves be showcased to other people, um, their gifts and their talents. They're very encouraging, also relational. So um, as a nine, to move towards that and integrate some of that strength in my life, it means actually showing up and engaging with the world around me and letting people see who I am and my opinions and my gifts and um, not just taking back seat backstage, um, letting myself actually participate with other people. So um, even just knowing that has given me and knowing that that's healthy for me has given me more confidence um, to step up in those moments and to have security and confidence in my thoughts and know that it is going to be okay for me to show up and participate in things fully rather than just kind of letting other people shine um, not in a prideful way, but in a, in a way that's contributing what's God, what God's given me. You're talking about taking courage. That's yeah. a great word for you. Yeah. We, we've seen you do that, and it's been a great delight to us mm-hmm. to see you doing that. Can you think of an example? Well, what jumps out at me is in college when you were sort of really, I think, coming into your personality and your self-awareness and your ability to articulate Somewhere in there, a light went on for you, um, and you just went to a whole deeper level in certainly your conversations with me and in the questions that you were asking and you uh, the ways just the ways that you were reflecting about yourself and bringing that into your relationship with God and your friendships. And so, you I saw you learn that okay, sometimes I. I think, you know, I'm overwhelmed with my classes, all this work, being a resident advisor on campus and my social life, trying to balance all these things. And so you would feel like, I just need to rest. You know, I just, Mm -hmm. I just, there's just too much to do. I'm overwhelmed. And what you found was that, well, actually you get energy from taking courage and just getting out there and doing something, being with a friend, studying with a friend, doing your homework Mm -hmm. in in a group. And that you, you, I saw you learn that, that you could get over that tendency to sort of retreat and withdraw and, and rest in, in a lethargy, a difficulty mm-hmm. with self-activation. And that, that learning was really huge for you. Yeah. 
Definitely. And I think obviously that kind of thing is different for each person, but I know for me specifically learning that people do activate me and engaging with other activities mm-hmm. and other people is a way for me to bring myself to the world and to um, gain more energy and actually find some rest and kind of soul rest from that um, rather than just withdrawing and I don't know, slipping away into patterns that don't really lead to anything. Um, so. Yeah. So as a, as a nine, you're a relational type. Yeah. And the threes that you mentioned, the achievers, uh, performers, they're relational types, the, the sixes who are the loyalists and very uh, traditional, they're relational types. Um, Christy is a two, a helper caregiver. Uh, we talked about in last week's podcast, you're a relational type. Uh, fours, the individualists and romantics are relational types. Others can be too, but especially those. Hmm. And so you get energy from being with people. And so working in groups and in teams is a great dynamic yeah. for you. Yeah. And yet you can also get drained by being with people if you're in your unwell health and you're hiding and devaluing yourself and not yeah. showing up and you're asleep to yourself, then it yeah. can be draining to be with people if you're all about just caring for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Merging it, with them. It's a lot harder for me when I'm the one who has to advocate for other people constantly and they're not advocating for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause nines tend to go unnoticed. They tend to be underappreciated. Um, and so it's really important and really helpful in relationship with nines to, recognize them and to draw them out and to not require them to constantly be merging with you, but to also um, pay attention to them and their, their worldview because oftentimes they have a hard time seeing it too. And so it can really help when someone else advocates for them and, and helps them um, kind of pay attention to themselves too in the moment. Yeah. So I was just talking with an Enneagram nine a peacemaker who really illustrated what you're saying there, Brianna, that is so helpful for her when her boss at work recognizes her, mm-hmm. affirms her, appreciates her, advocates for her, that just really brightens her up, gives her energy, and mm-hmm. helps her perform even better at work. Yeah, it's definitely true for me, too. Um, so if any of you out there know a nine, that's the best way you can love them, is to affirm them and pay attention to them and don't require them to constantly make it about you, but make it about them sometimes, too. Yeah, and that's a good principle, really, in all of our relationships and certainly in, in management. If we're managing a team, uh, p- people uh, in a ministry project or even within our own family, when we affirm people, appreciate people, when we are considerate of them, look out for them and, and verbalize that, it really is motivating. You're, you're nodding, Christy. Well, I am, and I think that especially the nines and also some twos like me and, and other personalities, we can tend to hide. Mm-hmm. And so we can, people could maybe tend to think that because we're hiding, we don't want to be seen yeah. or noticed or considered. And that's not, not true. It's that we sometimes just don't have the confidence and mm-hmm. we need somebody else to, to give us that confidence by coming towards us and validating us. You know, one of the ways I remind myself of this in my relationships with people is that it's, it just goes back to the love languages concept. I imagine our listeners are familiar with the, the love languages as a way of understanding people and how we relate to people. And, you know, we, we all have sort of different, a different language as to what most helps us feel loved. And one of those languages is appreciation. And so um, people like um, uh, you, Christy, and Brianna, are, you are appreciative people. And you're, you're affirming, you're, that's a way that you will bless other people. 
And that reminds me that, oh, well, that's what you need. And, and they see, that's a principle that's true in all of our relationships is that what, what we're good at sort of naturally doing for other people to, to bless them, usually that's what we need too. <laughs> so you can just watch that in your relationships and uh, turn it around for, for the person and do that for them. So, Brianna, how about in your relationship with God? How has understanding the Enneagram helped you spiritually? Yeah, well, I think, uh, again, a big word kind of with that is engagement. So um, the Enneagram has helped me see that I need to be better at actually actively engaging with God um, because it's so easy for me to just kind of go along, get along, and not necessarily um, draw myself out, make myself known, um, and take initiative. Um, So the Enneagram has really helped me see the value and importance in doing that. And that's um, just that very step of taking initiative and actually choosing to engage um, has really made a big difference in my relationship with God. And it's helped me feel closer to him. Um, and it's also helped me to, to recognize that he meets my needs. Um, so when I'm not feeling valued and seen or important um, by people around me that I'm in relationship with and my relationship with him, he, he does recognize my importance and he does recognize my value um, and so I get what I need from him, and he gives me the strength that I need to then bring that to the world. That's great. I love what you're saying there, because you're saying that in your very area of need and vulnerability and tendency, maybe would you say your tendency would be to be all about God and not think about God caring for and needing your, you having needs that you could bring to God, and that the Negrams helped you to see that, no, you have a self that that needs to receive from God too. Yeah, definitely. I, I think it's easy. It's been a temptation and easier for me in my life to not feel like, um, to not feel like I matter and, and to not feel like, um, it, God even cares about my needs. Um, and instead to be advocating for the needs of other people or what I think God needs for me. Um, so it's been a big difference for me to, to see that there is room for me. There's actually space for me to have needs and, um, that it's okay to voice them and that that's exactly what God wants for me to do. And he knows what they are anyways. So there's no point in not mentioning them. I hear you talking about choosing to engage. And mm-hmm. just last night as a family, we were having a conversation about the word for the new year, the theme for the new year. And you picked the word choosing. Yeah. Kind of, I don't, I don't know that I want to have to pick it, but yeah. <laughs> that was what I was saying last night is I, I don't know that it's an exciting word for me or something that I, I feel really confident and kind of journeying through next year. But I think that, um, personally in my own growth and development, that's a really important thing for me to focus on is, um, actually choosing things for myself mm-hmm. rather than just going along with things for other people and just meeting their needs and caring about them and, seeing things from their perspective, but to actually pay attention to what I want and what I need. And even though I resist change and I resist difficult things, it's important for me to um, make decisions that consciously um, engage with my needs and my wants. Um, and I tend not to do that. So, Well, you're doing that today by saying yes to choose to be on Soul Talks <laughs> with us, and mm-hmm. we really appreciate that. Well, you're illustrating something that I think we all can relate to. You who are listening, whatever your personality type is, uh, the Enneagram is a great tool to help us with understanding uh, our own self and our needs and our emotions and our weaknesses and shortcomings and to make choices mm-hmm. then based on that, that awareness. And 
this is a, a biblical teaching that runs throughout the scriptures. It's not always well understood, but uh, Jesus and the apostles, as, uh, master psychologists here. These are, are uh, the Lord understands people. God's our creator, and Jesus is the Son of God, is a wonderful counselor, and the apostles follow in that tradition. And the scriptures are on the side of helping us understand what we feel in need and what we struggle with and what our sins are so that we can bring ourselves into the light and warmth of God's love and grace and we can learn and grow and become more like Jesus. And so that's really the, the great theme of the Enneagram is that, that deeper insight and understanding into ourself. And so really here you articulating that, Brianna, how the Enneagram has helped you in that way. Brianna, as we close this Soul Talks, would you be willing to offer a prayer for our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, God, well, first I just want to thank you for my parents and what a blessing they are to me and so many other people. I just thank you for the ways that you're using them, and I just ask that you'll continue to bless them in their ministry. Um, and for our listeners, God, that you'll just meet each of them. Um, if you'll use the Enneagram in their journeys, um, I just ask that you'll help them um, use it to further their relationship with you primarily, secondarily to themselves and to other people around them. Um, I just ask that you'll give them the gift to understand um, deeper and the courage to go deeper in with the Enneagram and with themselves and those around them. Um, and ultimately, God, we just ask that uh, you'll continue to reveal yourself to us, um, that you'll reveal your um, your just love for us, your grace for us, um, that as we move into this new year, um, that you'll just bless us um, and give us courage to make hard decisions, um, to have hard conversations, but ultimately that we'll see your love for us in that, that you'll give us a deeper ability to love one another as well. We look to you and we love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. out our Soul Shepherding blog for our free Enneagram coaching tool. We have a number of free Enneagram videos on Soul Shepherding's YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. To see these and other videos, just subscribe and follow us. We'd love for you to make comments and share these posts with your friends to help us grow the Soul Shepherding online community.